Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, founded in 1891, Merck Co. or MSD is a leading science and tech company in healthcare, life sciences, and performance materials. Now, the company is among the top 10 globally, with a revenue of some 59 billion US dollars in 2022. Now, with the global pharmaceutical industry expected to grow to around 2.4 trillion US dollars in 2029, we want to find out what's next for the company, particularly here in Singapore. Now, for more, let's speak to Dr. Sharif. Abdullahi, Managing Director, Singapore, Malaysia, and Brunei at MSD. Now, Dr. Sharif is also MSD's new Managing Director for Singapore, Malaysia, and Brunei cluster. Well, congrats on the new role, Dr. Sharif, and welcome to the studio. Thank you, thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show. And uh, Dr. Sharif, most of us would know of MSD or Merck and Co as the uh, oldest active pharma company in the world. But we want to hear from you. Tell us more about MSD, your value proposition, your business model. Thank you so much for having me.、Uh, well, I think you've rightly put it perfectly. MSD has always been founded on the pursuit of exceptional science. So MSD is a company that has always been. I think we started off initially working through finding scientific breakthroughs that have addressed public health needs, largely in the space of vaccines. And over the years, we've evolved our business, we've evolved our science, we've evolved everything that we've done to continue to pursue that. So across the world,、um, we've been.、Um, Whenever you think about big public health challenges, from、uh, children having you know great start in life with the right kind of protection, all the way through to how we tackle the complex issues across、uh, you know cancer care, etc., you'll find the MSD brand. So,、mm. key thing for us, value proposition is is science. So we focus initially on 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 science that saves and improves lives. And then the second bit is how to figure out how to get that science into the hands of everybody that needs them wherever they are around the world.、Hmm. You talk about science, but you also focus on a number of areas, like、mm. as you mentioned, vaccines, oncology, infectious diseases, COVID nineteen being one of them, and、mm. uh, cardio metabolic disorders. So take us through the reasons behind this focus and how you position yourself in the global pharma market. What is your competitive advantage? Honestly, our competitive advantage is just robust science. So.、Hmm. Firstly, because we focus on really important public health disease areas,、mm. and then we underpin that with very robust science, we have very clever, very inspired people who come to choose to work with us, and we partner with people around the world to address these challenges. So,、um, we are the kind of company that you're more likely to find when there is an outbreak, trying to figure out what it is that we can do. We, we can do around it. So, last year alone, we invested about thirteen billion dollars in R and D,、um, and that's not. That's not unique. It's a it's a systematic investment that we make over time.、Um, we also try to make sure that、um, the 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 I guess the science drives where we drive where, where we put our focus and our efforts. So we know that diseases materialize differently in different parts of the world. So we actively collaborate with scientific leaders in all the parts of the world to be able to do that. Now, as a consequence of that, we also know that. All the great science in the world sat on a shelf doesn't actually make a difference. So, our measure is how much impact are we making on people's lives. So, first we need great science. Secondly, we need great science to get into the hands of those who need them. So, alongside our scientific focus is a very strong focus on access to medicines and how we figure out new kinds of models that enables that. And that essentially、mm-hmm. is how the magic works. You know, really good science focus on diseases that really matter and really open collaboration to make sure that whatever breakthroughs that we make、mm-hmm. get into the hands of those who need them wherever they are. Yeah, but looking at infection. Infectious diseases.、Mm. You have one hand infectious diseases. The other hand, you have 
cancer Indeed. and metabolic disorders. There's a lot of different areas that yes. you are looking at. So um, do you position yourself differently based on different geographical markets in terms of different targeting different diseases? And uh, which are the markets you're most active in and what's your presence in Singapore like? So our disease focus has evolved over time. Mm. Um, we've grown from... A, you know, a focus on you know diseases. Uh, sorry, on vaccines, infectious diseases, cardiometabolic disorders, um, and over the last few years, a very strong focus on oncology. Right. So, wherever we feel that we can drive scientific breakthrough and it addresses a public health need, then we lean in. So, broadly speaking, our portfolio today covers um, a very strong focus on oncology and personalized medicine associated with that, um, and then a very strong focus on vaccines, a very strong focus on infectious diseases, mm. all the all the areas that you've highlighted. Now. While those are also things that matter to people around the world, wherever mm. you might be, um, because these are diseases that are relevant in different parts of the world. So here in Singapore, we have similar challenges. Cancer, cancer is affects, sorry, cancer affects a huge amount of people. Unfortunately, mm. um, we have um, need for elderly to be protected. And you hear a lot about it within the Healthier SG platform. Children need to be protected. You know, you have a great opportunity for um, for us to improve the life conditions for people living with heart disease. So those remain our core focus areas here in Singapore as well in terms of making our medicines available. Mm. But also, if you think about the way the pharmaceutical industries works, it's not just about you know, the medicines we make available here in Singapore is also how can we collaborate and work actively with, with the government as partners in Singapore to make the medicines that the world needs. Singapore is incredibly well located um, mm. with phenomenal talent, exceptional um, business environment. And through that, a chance to be for us to, you know, we've actively collaborated and invested here to mm. make for the world in Singapore. Right. I know we might ask this question somewhere down the road, but I can't wait for that. <laughs> you talked about working with the Singapore authorities and all that to come up with the medicine that the world needs. What's the number one medicine that the world needs right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a big question. As a person driven by science, I will say that I will say that, that varies. Um, the mm. truth is that... Um, the truth is across the world, there are various diseases and various health challenges that people face. I don't think that we can authoritatively say here is the, 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 the best medicine the world needs. I would say the opposite. I would say that the world needs um, the world needs scientific innovation more than any other at right. many of the time. And I think that's what the world mm. needs. <laughs> okay, let's look at the wider business environment, Dr. Sharif. According to Fortune Business Insights, the global pharma market uh, valued at 1.49 trillion US dollars mm. in 2021, uh, expected to grow to around 2.4 trillion US dollars in 2029. We're talking about a growth trajectory, a CAGR of 6.1% mm. during the forecast period. Do you agree with that assessment? I do, actually. Um, I do I do think that the, the, the industry is... Is for me what those numbers represent is that the industry is adding value to the world, mm. and I think that's the valid. So for me, the numbers are all a validation that we're just doing what's right. Mm -hmm. and, and why is that? Why is that? Why is that important? So first, we have phenomenal scientific breakthrough, more than we've had for years. That's leading to a pipeline of really, really good innovations coming through. Technology has made it really um, has improved the efficacy and the effectiveness of scientific research, which means that we have a lot more innovation that's coming through. If you think about it, um, 
accessibility and access to access to care. There's a lot more people in the world that have access today to healthcare than they had even 10, 15 years ago. Now, that's not enough. We want to do mm. a lot more. But but all of those compounding factors, then you have an aging population as well, living, unfortunately, with a bit more comorbidities, means that there is a need for breakthrough innovation that, that helps people live longer with greater dignity wherever they are. So I think that gives... That that says that there is a there is a there is a great opportunity for for breakthrough companies that are scientifically led to play an active part in helping improve the wellness and the well being of the world, and that can only be a good thing. Right, and I want to quickly talk about the number one trend in the industry and how does that influence the way you take the company forward? Particularly, we look at the pandemic that has changed the way businesses do things, and I bet for pharma companies that has changed the way you guys uh, approach scientific breakthroughs. So, how has that affected the way you take the company forward? COVID, the COVID pandemic was a shock for everyone, and mm. I think we've all learned to evolve in that context. But I think more than anything else, it did show that the power and the importance of science um, because you know we are grateful for the scientific breakthroughs that enabled all of us to be able to live you know have uh, you know have a sense of normalcy back again but it's changed a lot of things so it f- it's forced to think on um, the resilience of supply chains how can we make sure that actually in a world of connected supply chain products can get from a to b to c to d as effectively as they need to because everybody f- everybody might talk about the you know the, the covid uh, you know and the therapies etc that come through but don't forget Whilst COVID was happening, babies were being born. You know, mm. we had we had kids were growing up. We had, unfortunately, some people, were, you know, people were having stroke. People were recovering from stroke. So it wasn't just one line. It was how do we ensure the resilience and continuity of supply of medicines and vaccines for everybody that needs them wherever they might be. Then you think about even the, the nature of scientific collaboration and what that means. The world had to come together with minds from across the board to be able to bring things together and, and innovate mm. differently. I'm I'm. I, I was very excited to see this, the state of global collaboration that happened in COVID. And I think for us as a business, that kind of global open innovation is something that we definitely want to continue to lean into. Finally, I think for me, two, two, two more things. One thing is COVID also emphasized the importance of well-being and wellness. Mm. Some of the things that we t- we've t- perhaps taken for granted a bit more. And I think as a company that's focused on health and well-being, Thinking about what role we play in partnering with the governments and the communities in which we operate, for me, Singapore, to advance wellness, well-being and prevention is absolutely critical. Because yeah. what we want to do is to, is to create all the conditions possible for people to stay healthy. And so my business is no longer a business focused on, you know, a, a, you know there's just thinking about the, the, the availability of what we make available, our medicines, etc. It's now a business focused on being the best possible partner to the government to create a healthy, sustainable and and, and safe ecosystem. Okay, talking about working with the government mm. and all, uh, MSD announced the opening of two manufacturing yes. facilities to produce vaccines and biologics in Singapore back in o- October last year. And that's a part of a 500 million US dollar investment the company has committed over the five years since 2020. Tell us more about their new factories and where does Singapore fit in MSD's plans? MSD has been committed to Singapore for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, we've announced 500 million investment in mm. these new facilities, but it's part of a $2 billion investment we've been, sorry, it's in addition to a $2 billion that we've invested mm. in Singapore for, for a number of years now. Right. Now, we've been in Singapore for almost 30 years. And and um, we see Singapore as a, as a, as a great um, environment for us to to, to domicile 
a range of our capabilities. So we have over five business divisions here in Singapore. We do discovery science here in Singapore. We manufacture mm. in Singapore. We have our big technology center in mm. Singapore. We have the human health division of which I lead here in Singapore as well. Um, so, so for us, it allows us to um, continue to expand our ability to make our advanced medicines and vaccines available, um, not just locally, but to Southeast Asia and, and markets across across the world as well. So for us, it's, you know, we're, we're just very honored and proud that we have been able to make such a commitment. And, mm. I, you know, we have hardworking teams of close to 1,800 people here in Singapore. And this investment will enable us to increase that even further over time. And we can and we continue to look forward to opportunities to expand our relationship here. Mm. And Dr. Sharif, I do want to go back to a point that you mentioned earlier, mm. which is the pandemic has brought forward the importance of a connected supply chain, mm. right? And uh, I want to talk about the rise in vaccine production facilities in Singapore over the past two years. Mm. Because uh, Singapore went from having zero facilities producing finished vaccines before the pandemic to having five pharmaceutical companies setting up plants to produce over a billion doses annually. Why do you think this is the case? What does it say of Singapore's operating environment and the flexibility we provide? So, Singapore has a really, really positive operating environment that's really, you know, that's open for collaboration, innovation, the speed in which one is able to make effective decisions and the ability to be able to bring together exceptionally good talent from across the board to advance collective interests. And I think that's a really positive thing. And it's kudos, you know, as you rightly say, you know, the opening of these factories is absolute validation of of the great um, Mm. platforms that this offers. Um, I think it also says, though, that, that the government is also a listening government and together we shape the environments of the future and the stable one where Singapore plans well in advance for years in advance in ways that gives all everyone confidence really to be able to to make committed investments for the long term and develop um, the environment that's needed for success. And the mm-hmm. talent, all I can say is, I mean, Singaporean talent, amazing, really, really wonderful people who have, you know, exceptional imagination and bring a lot of energy and good positive positiveness to work we've certainly are very proud to have a lot of singaporeans in our workforce mm. um, and and both contributing I locally and internationally very quickly bring up this point on the export bans we've seen earlier during the pandemic and some other parts of the world to what extent has that factored into businesses decisions to set up production facilities here um so i i guess Businesses might react to things differently. We certainly take a long view. We, mm. we're, we're an organization that's committed to the long long term. So a lot of the decisions that we make won't necessarily be triggered by some of these factors, but driven by what's in the right long-term interest. And right. I think credit to the government of Singapore, the, 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 the foresight and the focus always tends to be on, on these longer terms. So I think for us, these factors are there. We continue to engage positively with the government to create a fav- you know a balanced environment and advocate for openness. Um, but from our perspective, it's, it's, it hasn't really been a, <laughs> a major factor. Right. And before we let you go, Doctor, uh, what are some of your immediate plans for MSD this year as far as Singapore, Malaysia and Brunei is concerned? I understand you're putting a focus into health literacy and health equity. So tell us more about that. Yeah, so our number one focus is being the 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 best company collaborating with stakeholders across the health ecosystem to improve the lives and well-being of Singaporeans. And for us, that starts with partnering with the government through the great initiatives around Healthier SG to improve people's understanding and awareness so that they can take control and agency over their own health affairs, but also to be able to plan effectively so that, you know, we 
health should never be a cause for financial distress. Um, mm-hmm. How can we enable people to understand what their future health needs might be and to be able to take appropriate planning action so that essentially people get quality access to care whenever they need it. So for me, I'm really excited. That's uh, our, our goal is just to be the partner of choice, just helping make a difference in the world. And if, mm-hmm. if people of Singapore are better off 12 months from now than they are today based on a role that we play, mm-hmm we will find that a phenomenal privilege. All right. Thanks very much, Dr. Sharif. That was Dr. Sharif Abdullahi, Managing Director, Singapore, Malaysia and Brunei at MSD. Thank you very much for joining us on Money Thank FM. Thank you so much for having me, Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.